My name is Christopher Peter. I am the political economist behind the Christopher Peter Review. I welcome you back to my new podcast series, The Christopher Peter Podcast, where I will discuss a broad range of topics, centered on investing, but will also include business and industry current events, brand analysis, sports, and entertainment, and more. I will continue to bring my economic perspective but will also look at topics with an investor's eye. Our last discussion focused on the investor. What made a good investor? What traits define them? How they are able to identify opportunities, risks, and rewards before most people realize. How investors afford entrepreneurs, organizations, and even the governments the capital or funding to make economic activity possible or public projects a reality. We also discuss the investor perspective. How one can benefit by taking investor traits and applying them to our everyday life. Now, we are going to have a discussion over different asset classes that investors may hold. Just for educational purposes. Which will help in future discussions when we begin discussing brands and their financial data. I was going to discuss assets in this episode, but I decided to table that until next week. Instead, I want to discuss the importance of having the right economic system that affords people the power to control their own economic outcomes. And the right perspective when we make economic decisions that impact our outcomes. We need an economic system that empowers the people to innovate in ways that improves our quality of life, challenges the limits of human achievement, and creates opportunity for not only the entrepreneur, but investors, workers, suppliers, other nodes of the value chain, consumers, and society. Of course, I am talking about free market capitalism. The controversial, yet best performing and most effective economic system the world has ever known. There is no other system that can claim to sustainably elevate people out of poverty than free market capitalism. There is no perfect economic system. All have some perceived good and known drawbacks. But free market capitalism has performed well in comparison to other systems in a manner that has stood the test of time when you look at the long term and bigger picture. While some hold a rational resentment for the disparity in compensation, it offers people the greatest ability to uplift themselves through innovation, hard work, and ambition. So, what is free market capitalism? Capitalism is the economic system involving the use of markets in determining what is produced, how much is produced, and the cost based on the actions and behaviors of market participants. Free market capitalism involves the limiting of government involvement in the markets, allowing consumers and producers to engage to decide economic solutions that best fit societal needs. Ideally, the rule creator would not be a participant in the marketplace because it could skew the outcomes. We have seen negative outcomes in markets where the government intervenes too greatly or over-regulates, creating real economic harm to the market. In its purest form, free market capitalism affords consumers and producers the power to determine what gets produced, how much gets produced, and what price the goods and services will be sold at. These decisions are made in daily transactions that are aggregated to determine the market demand and supply for a given market price. Again, in its purest form. In America, we do not have free market capitalism in its purest form. So why is this important? What makes America unique in the global economic environment is the opportunity afforded to Americans to elevate their standing in life through a variety of different avenues including, but not limited to innovation, entrepreneurship, or corporate or government employment. Free market capitalism allows people to determine their own economic outcomes. There are many people who are naively sympathizing with economic systems like socialism. While economic systems like socialism may sound appealing, the reality based on facts and evidence shows that the upside of the economic system is fleeting, and the downsides are long-lasting and harmful. Also, people living in socialist economies are not truly in control of their lives. They serve as a worker in a government-controlled economic production unit. They lack the choice, true freedom, and ability to customize their lifestyle. 
because socialist economies focus on the collective good not the individual. So, if your needs and wants are more expensive than your neighbors, there is a good chance you will not see much sympathy for your plight. You get what the government is willing to give you. I think the problem people have with free market capitalism is the perception of fairness. But I am not sure the definition of fairness is based on reality. My definition of economic fairness is that each individual has the same opportunity to achieve their preferred lifestyle supported by the chosen level of effort, skill set, ambition, and productivity. That each person is held to the same standard and enjoys the ability to determine and pursue their personal definition of success independent from others. The problem is there are people who see fairness being some guarantee that they are given an equal share of everything regardless of how much they contributed to it. I believe most rational people believe that you earn your keep in life. I believe the counter viewpoint is based on some level of personal dissatisfaction with their own outcomes in life. For instance, there are many people who talk about the perceived fairness of compensation for specific job categories. Not that long ago, I had a conversation with a person who questioned why teachers are paid so little when compared to a hedge fund manager. Successful hedge fund managers can make a really good living. The average teacher is destined to be in middle class at best based solely on their compensation not considering other income or compensation. Let us take a deeper look at the issue. While successful hedge fund managers are what we normally see, there are many people who fail at this profession and never make it to the level of what is considered success. The field is highly competitive and requires high performers to deliver consistent value and returns for investors or partners. The field also weeds out poor performers. We do not commonly talk about those who do not make it. I believe educators are vital to society. But their collectively bargained employment environment restricts individualized performance-based compensation and is highly focused on protecting the herd rather than compensating exceptional performance. Therefore, great teachers will not reap the benefits of outperforming their peers. Rather the pool will be kept closely aligned with one another. Poor performers will also be better protected in the herd mentality. As I have spoken about many times in the Christopher Peter Review, people want to stand out. If you pay people the same, they will differentiate themselves in the level of effort and productivity. They will maximize their value by reducing the quality of work and time spent. That is just human nature. If you cannot remove the bad performers, the whole herd will eventually lower their performance because there is no real motivation. Raising uniform compensation will not rectify the problem. Just make the situation more expensive. Not a theory. We are seeing this in real life. In reality, I passionately believe that people should focus more on maximizing their own outcomes and expanding their own opportunities rather than worrying about limiting the success for others who work a lot harder than their detractors are willing to credit them with. If someone is making more than you, the real question should be what you can do to reach that level of income or advance your current standing. It does you no good in the long run to obsess about how to drag someone else down to make you feel better about your situation. The parents of one of my college friends were both teachers. Rather than complain about compensation, they were avid investors, who successfully retired early and enjoyed financial security that many teachers in their area did not. Simply because they were hard workers, savers, and investors. Learned a great deal from them during my time around them. Perspective matters. It matters in life, in business, in politics, and in economics. The perspective of how we view our problems will determine whether our solutions will be effective. The purpose of discussing the investor perspective was not to promote the lifestyles of investors or sympathize with investors who struggle, but to take attributes that are transferable to all areas of life. In regard to economic systems, there are clear differences in the perspective that matter to outcomes. Like investors, a person with a capitalist mindset will always seek first what opportunities are out there to make tomorrow better than today. 
In contrast, a person with a socialist mindset will focus on what society should do to fix my personal situation. A person with a capitalist mindset if they lose their job will focus on not only finding a new job, but other avenues of securing income to meet their needs until they land their new position. And may even go further to ensure that they are not completely reliant on that position by seeking ways to diversify income streams to ensure they never face that situation again. A socialist will immediately see what social programs are out there, passively looking for a new position, waiting until their benefits are near expiration before really taking the search seriously. Statistics traditionally show that most people find their new jobs close to the date that their benefits are due to expire. Now everyone has unique situations in life. But I believe the focus should always be on finding opportunities to make your tomorrows better than today's. A personal story that fits here is upon the completion of both my degrees, I found myself looking for jobs after unexpected events. As I was near completion of my undergraduate degree, the position that I was supposed to turn into a full-time position suddenly lost funding three weeks before graduation. Conveniently, right after the traditional recruiting cycle began. Some suggested that I file for unemployment, which was not a bad suggestion, but I am one who likes to make my own way in life. Instead, I decided to take a sales job to earn income while I searched for a more permanent position. I am not a natural salesperson, being an introvert. But I felt that I can learn something that may be useful later on in my career. It was not a fruitful pursuit, but I was able to pay the bills until I found another position. But I learned a great deal. Following the completion of my MBA, I had a postgraduate position cancelled due to the declining economic climate at the time. Again, I decided that I would not file for unemployment, rather I chose to take advantage of opportunities in the gig economy to cover my expenses until I found another role shortly after. I had a friend tell me, who was in a similar position, questioning how I remained positive despite the situation. I replied that I could not control the economic condition of the organization that I hoped to work for but I would not allow myself to be a victim of circumstance. And the change in plans might be inconvenient, but it would be a blip on the timeline of my career if I stayed vigilant and focused on securing roles and investing to blunt impact of these types of events. I recently heard a business-related podcast episode where an entrepreneur talked about taking 100% accountability in life. Regardless of what happens, always accept responsibility for not only your role in the event, but for the whole situation. On face value, it might seem like an impractical idea. If you get in a car accident where someone hits you, why should you accept responsibility for another person's actions? But, if you look at it from a perspective of what could have been done differently to prevent you from even being involved in the accident, it may help you avoid situations that can lead to future adverse outcomes even when you are not at fault. The overall goal should be that we are championing our futures and not resorting to being victims of circumstance. If we see the world as a person with a socialist perspective, we will always place blame and responsibility externally rely on others to ensure that we have the things in life that we need. Rely on others to protect us from harm. Rely on others to make our dreams come true. If we take the perspective of a capitalist, we will take responsibility for our outcomes and maximize areas in our life that we completely control or have major influence in and position ourselves to be the best version of ourselves. We must accept the reality that no one owes anybody anything other than to do no harm to them or their property. We are a rugged, self-reliant free society. We should champion our own success rather than play victim to circumstance, which is what I aim to help people avoid. In my next episode, I am going to discuss different assets that I will consider investing in. Then I will let you know which ones made the cut, why and how I think it may help me make this new fund beneficial to my efforts with the CRC channel and my podcasts. Please continue to visit the CRC channel at www.crcchannel.com and experience my main podcast, The Christopher Peter Review at www.crcreview.com.
I thank you in advance for your viewership and look forward to our next discussion.